0: In the future, the most important thing, I believe, for a human being to create true success and to live a life that's worthwhile, that they feel good about, that they can put their head on their pillow at night and feel good about themselves, is to fulfill their potential, to master themselves.
1: Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Hello and welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I am Matt Roust. I am your host, and today my guest is Susan James, who is a Self Discovery trainer and the co-founder of the Self Discovery Group that started back in two thousand and two. Susan, how are you doing today? I'm great, Matt. It's good to be with you today. Fantastic. So, I quick question right off the bat: What is a Self Discovery trainer?
0: A self-discovery trainer is somebody who trains people who are ambitious and driven in very simple techniques so that they can master themselves. Does that answer the question, Matt?
1: (laughs) It does, but I also have – that brings me to a very easy follow-up question is, what do you mean when you say so that people can master themselves?
0: Well – I believe that the more a person can master themselves, their mind, their emotions, their attention, their limiting beliefs, their sabotage patterns, the more they can manage themselves, the more they can deliberately create their reality to be the way that they want it to be. And the more they can fulfill what I consider to be their limitless potential and really live their purpose and their vision.
1: And how did you get into the self-discovery training? I mean, obviously, it's not something that, you know, you've done your whole life kind of thing. Like, how did you get into doing that?
0: Well, uh, what I did, Matt, was in my early 20s, I moved to California with my boyfriend at the time. He and I had met when we were working in the South of France and uh, actually for somebody who was American. And we went to California, and the motivation was to find the American dream. We'd heard about this dream. We were entrepreneurs. Both his parents and my parents have always been entrepreneurs. And so it was very exciting to come to America and to look for the dream so within a couple of years we would started our first company actually importing chocolates from Belgium and then we had a bakery in the Palm Springs area and about seven eight years later I woke up one day the chocolate company was pretty much gone the bakery was definitely gone I was personally bankrupt and the relationship was over So I looked around and it was more like an American nightmare than it was a dream. And to be honest, I look back now and I look back at it as having been the best thing that ever could have happened because it woke me up to realize that I had been looking in the wrong place. I had been looking out there as opposed to inside. And that really that you could call it an awakening was really the beginning of my journey of self-discovery.
1: So on that journey of self-discovery, how were you able to go from saying, look, all this, all this stuff that I've done has kind of failed, and maybe it's not what I was meant to be doing in the first place. How did you get from there to you know, where you are now?
0: So in my world, every single thing we do in our life is leading us to where it is we want to go. And what I started to do as I awakened to this realization that the answers weren't outside of me, as I started to awaken to that, I started to read books. In those days, I listened to cassette tapes. Those aren't around much anymore, but I read books, I went to seminars, and I realized how much of my life had been driven by fear and by trying to get away from something. So as I say, I, I was on a quest to really understand what success meant. You know, I had this picture of success, meaning making a lot of money, being very important and yada, yada, yada. And I started to look at that and go, "Mm -mm, no, that 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 is not success or true success. We define true success as being effective plus having well-being. And so as I began to explore what's the difference between one person and another person, why is it one person has such a different life compared to another when seemingly they have the same opportunities in front of them? I really started this journey of self discovery and it became clear to me it was time to be, to leave Los Angeles. I was in the real estate business and I did very well, but it was time for me to leave LA and I was drawn through a series of uh, situations or or, uh, events to Florida. And within two years of arriving in Florida, I met the man who's now my partner, my business partner. And the two things that I noticed about him, his name is Rob James, the two things I noticed immediately were, number one, this was somebody who was operating from a quiet mind, now, in all my exploration, my studies about success and ambition and drive, I had heard about this meditation thing, but I, I could not i could not quieten my mind enough to meditate. I tried, but I just could not find a strategy that worked for me. So when I met him, I, I knew there was something there. So when I met him and he had a quiet mind, I'm going like, whoa, that's what I'm looking for. Number one. Number two, he had a vision that was bigger than mine. It was the first person I'd met because I always knew, Matt, that I was on this planet for a big purpose, a big vision. I knew I was here to make a big difference in a way that hadn't been done before. And this was the first person I met who had a bigger vision than I did. And so we started out with nothing in 2001. We just, we actually met next week. It'll be a, 19 years since we met, and we came together in order to create the company that we have now. And several thousand people have gone through our training. And uh, it's all about self discovery, life mastery. And that's why it is called that.
1: Did I answer that question? (laughs) I think so. So you're talking about like having a quiet mind. What do you think the difference is between people thinking about something versus maybe experiencing?
0: Well, in my world, there are two radio stations to tune into. And one is the mind and the other is your intuitive wisdom. And the mind, when I first met Rob, the volume on my mind, my thinking was so high, I really couldn't listen to what my intuitive guidance was telling me. Because the thing is this, Matt, nobody has our answers more than we do. Anyone who thinks that they have the answer for another person in my world is delusional because every one of us has every answer we ever have been looking for inside of us. The challenge that human beings have is not being able to access that. And just as a side note, Matt, I believe that thinking is the number one addiction on the planet that no one talks about. And nothing wrong. That's just where we're at right now. People are thinking a lot. Um, And I believe a lot of that's because they don't have the tools to be able to experience. And a lot of people are thinking about life. You know, John Lennon said, life's what's happening to you while you're busy making other plans. And. You know, so many people are thinking about things, but they're not actually experiencing. They're not actually present. They're not not actually being with each other. They're thinking about what am I going to say next to sound good, to sound whatever it be, rather than or to impress somebody, rather than just being themselves. And at the end of the day, I really believe that's what it comes down to, is being yourself and being open, courageous, honest, with how you feel, whatever it is you're experiencing, rather than putting on a facade. I know I used to have a whole facade that I put onto the world, and it wasn't really me.
1: So let me ask you this then, when it comes to thinking, and I know you were saying like the biggest addiction is thinking, um, are you saying that thinking about things compared to actually taking action
0: I believe, and this is certainly something that I suffered from big time when I was in the real estate business, paralysis by analysis. I would be thinking about something so much that exactly what you just said, I just wouldn't take action. I wouldn't take action because, you know, I believe many people have come to the realization, particularly more than ever, maybe in the last few months, that they are their own worst enemy. Do you ever remember watching the cartoons that had an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other? Do you ever remember those? So the, I'm going to go into a little bit of physics right now. The construct of the universe that we live in is duality. What does that mean? That means that you can't have day without night, good without bad, happy without sad. In fact, we have a saying that everyone fails their way to success because you have to go through tonight to get to tomorrow. Now, one of the challenges for human beings is that they don't like feeling bad. And that is just sensations, resistance that's stored in their body. So that's coming back to the mastering oneself, being able to master the fears, being able to master whatever it is that comes up in the mind that prevents a person from taking action in my world is what this is about. The more you can master your fears, whatever holds you back from taking that action. Because, Matt, everybody knows what to do, right? Right. Everyone knows what to do to lose weight, to make more money, to be successful, to be happy. Everyone knows, the question is, why is it they're not taking the actions that you know you need to take? And it's very simple because of their limiting beliefs and sabotage patterns. Does that all make sense?
1: It does. I see it all the time. I mean, people say, I, I'll give you a good kind of modern example. Everybody asks me, what do I do on social media to get attention for my business? Mm-hmm. And I, they're like looking for like a magic bullet. And I say, okay, well, the magic bullet is live video. You need to be producing live video on your social media. And then suddenly they don't believe in magic anymore because they're like, well, I can't because I I I don't look good whatever, because right? I've been in my house for COVID or whatever. Or I don't like being on camera or I don't have a good camera. I don't have a setup. I don't have lights. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have a good microphone. All these but, 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 but then they already know the answer, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then 99 out of 100 people don't do it. And then next year they ask me the same question.
0: Exactly. So in my world, this is and That's why I so appreciate you being open to having me on today, because it doesn't really matter what field you're in, whether it's marketing, finance, real estate. It just does not politics. It doesn't matter. In the future, the skills that are going to be the most important are the skills of self-mastery. You know, you told me earlier that you got into this field like in the 90s, and you clearly were somebody who had amazing vision. Because if you look at how few people were in that field at that time, you had vision, and you knew that this was going to be the future. This is a little bit the stage that we're at right now, Is that in the future, the most important thing, I believe, for a human being to create true success and to live a life that's worthwhile, that they feel good about, that they can put their head on their pillow at night and feel good about themselves, is to fulfill their potential, to master themselves. And it's very simple, Matt. There are five components of our strategy. The first one is how to be more aware. The difference between thinking and as you're listening to me, notice how sometimes you're listening to what I'm saying and sometimes you're listening to what you have to say about what I'm saying, (laughs) right? It's true. So being able to master your attention in my world is probably the most important skill because attention creates your reality. The more attention you have on something, the more real it becomes. So number one, awareness. Number two, I just talked about, is attention. Number three is being able to manage your identities. It's being able to manage, because we've all developed identities. How you're being with me right now is a different identity than if you're with your four-year-old child or with your wife on date night or with the person, the client on the phone. Every one of us has different identities that we put on, a little bit like outfits. So being able to manage your identities and then managing your beliefs. Every one of us has beliefs. We have beliefs that are empowering, but we also have beliefs that are limiting. And so becoming aware of our limiting beliefs and letting them go is what creates more success. So that person, that client you were just talking about, Matt, who calls you up and says, hey, what do I need to do in order to be successful? Clearly, they have limiting beliefs that are in the way of them being successful. If those beliefs were not there, then they could naturally create success. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I see it all the time.
0: Exactly. Now, the fifth component Is intention. You talked earlier on about visualization, and that's a great strategy. In the past, that's been a strategy that worked. But in intention is actually what you feel on the inside, and that is what shifts your vibration. So, anything come up as I'm as I'm responding to your question?
1: Yeah, and when you were mentioning talking about visualization earlier, that was actually before we were recording. Just so everybody knows, (laughs) but. The idea of being able to kind of calm yourself and and, and prepare yourself when you're going to do a certain task that requires a lot of, of focus and a lot of attention. And like we we're talking about like Olympic athletes visualize their, you know, their run before they go skiing or whatever it is or, or running before they sprint down the down the down the track, you know. But there's also, you know, a lot of prep and visualization that you can do for other things to kind of put yourself on task, which kind of brings me to another thing and, and, and not to sidetrack too far. But one of the biggest problems that I find, not only for my own company, but for other businesses is this kind of cost of switching between tasks and the distractions that can distract you from the things that you're trying to get done. And I wonder if maybe there's some intention in creating a space where you can limit distraction or if there's, you know, something around that that can really help people out. Because um, we had been talking about and I mean, mostly I was talking about people who no matter how busy they seem to you, everyone thinks they're too busy all the time these days. And that's that's a fairly modern thing. I mean, people didn't used to think that way 30 years ago. Right. So I wonder if I mean, do you have an opinion or some insight on that kind of busy, too busy hustle kind of culture kind of thing that's going on?
0: Oh, yes. I used to live that way. I've done it both ways. I've lived that way, and now I live this way. And I highly recommend this way. I believe one of the reasons that what's happened over the last few months has happened, I believe it's because many, many people really needed a time out. They needed a pause. They needed to do some reflecting. You know, I mentioned that saying to you earlier, Matt, that most people are so busy climbing the ladder of success that it isn't until they get to the top of the building that they realize it's leaning against the wrong building. And a lot of people, they are busy, busy, they're so busy, that they're actually losing sight of what it is the purpose of their life is. And I believe that we're going through a major transition as humanity, a time that has never been before. And that the people, if you look at, what well, let's do this. Look at what has driven most human beings in the last two, three, four decades. What would you say as far as business? What has driven most human beings? What would you say their motivation has been in their company?
1: I think it's scale and, and productivity. How can I squeeze more productivity to reach more people or to sell more widgets? or Exactly.
0: But why? Why? Isn't it because of the bottom line?
1: Well, yeah, I think I, I, I so I hate to say that it's because I think that they think it's better for the bottom line. But I think in the wrong in the long run it's not better for the bottom line.
0: Well that but that's if you look at the motivation of humanity for the last three, four, five decades. I mean, look at how much accolades, you know, the tech giants, you know, who are making bazillions of dollars, you know, they're like in the headlines, right? It's like if somebody's made a million dollars, ten million dollars, whatever, whatever, you know, somehow A measure of success in today's world has become how wealthy are you? How big is your boat? How fancy is your car? How much money do you have, et cetera, et cetera? Nothing wrong. This is just the stage that we've been going through. And you have to go through, you know, the thing about, the thing about the ego and the mind is that you have to satiate it. So let's say, Matt, that you're hungry and somebody brings you a meal. And you eat the meal and you're full and then someone brings you another meal. You don't want it, do you? Because you've satiated it. So one of the things, wonderful things about America is that it's very, it's very driven, ambitious, driven, and it really is about satiating. It's really about being the best of the best. And sometimes, as I say, people's attention has been on maybe the wrong measuring stick. See, in my world, a truly powerful person is a person who is aligned with themselves, who is living their vision and their purpose. And the more that a person does that, the more of an impact they make on others because they're leading by example. The World Economic Forum a few years ago said that the number of businesses that a purpose-driven and vision-driven is going to be accelerating exponentially. And you're seeing that. You're seeing so many companies now, they're vision-based. And now, in my world, Matt, the more value you provide, the less you even have to be concerned about money. You know, money, M-O-N-E-Y, stands for My Own Natural Energy yield. The more value you provide, the more money you make. But when the attention is on just making money rather than providing value, then that's when it's a challenge. So I believe we're going through a big transition and people are realizing that the most important thing to them is how they feel about themselves and they feel as though they've made a difference. They want to get to bed at night and feel okay about themselves and that they made an impact on another person.
1: You know, I 100% agree with that. And I've said this a lot of times. I don't know who said it the first time, but it was that nobody ever went broke helping other people achieve their dreams. Right. And that's why Carrie, my wife, Carrie, who actually had another appointment. Uh, She was going to be on the show today with us, but she got pulled away. We were talking about how being kind of a builder of relationships and a connector of people and all of these things that, that you do that you don't charge people money for that doesn't cost you anything to do, you know, just like it was, I believe it was Eric Rogel, right. Who introduced us. Sure. He's one of our participants. He doesn't send me, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not going to send me a bill, you know, later. Right. Yeah. And then, I interviewed Nir Bashan, the guy who wrote the book The Creator Mindset, and then I sent him Nir Bashan to be on his show cuz I thought, oh, well, he's going to be a good mix for your show too, right? And so we're we're all these connectors of people and we're building these relationships and and getting to know each other and and all of these things, and these are the things that actually create all the value. Absolutely. And the money will follow. Because once you've created all the value and you've done all the things and I have somebody who comes to me and they say, hey, you know what, business seems to be going great and everything, but I just I'm having a hard time making it to the next level. And I can be like, you know what, maybe you need to talk to Susan, right? Why don't you guys have a conversation and see if that can help you? And then he makes a bunch more money because you help him get to the level he needs to be at. And then he needs some service that my company provides. And then we do that and everybody's happy. Right. Exactly. What doesn't work anymore is this idea that for me to get more money, I have to take it away from someone else. Right. And that's, that's a very, I hate to say a poor mindset. But there is something ingrained in people who don't have enough money to get by or they're not making enough that the only way to do it is to earn more, like do more harder work, harder labor, you know, at any cost to to grab that money before somebody else goes and takes it. And the mindset that instead, how can I help other people get what they want will eventually get me the things that I want is really difficult to understand when you're in a tough place.
0: It is. And you know, the analogy that comes to mind as you're saying this is if I am starving and I'm thirsty and somebody puts a bottle of water in front of me or something to drink or eat, then I have to take care of myself. I have to give myself that water, that food before I can be a value to others. And this is where people, again, the the story about leaning, the, the the ladder leaning against the wrong building. But in my world, you have to fulfill yourself until you can support other people. It's just like, you know, the other example is when you're on the plane and the oxygen masks come down and they say, who do you put it on first? You have to take care of yourself before you can be a value to somebody else. And so, yeah, we're going through right now, Matt, a period where a lot of, and listen, I have trained multimillionaires and guess what? They're just as anxious to make the next million dollars as the person who's almost got no money to make the next thousand because there's this emptiness inside of them. There's this trying to get away from their fears, trying to prove something. I've, I've worked with people who are trying to prove to their dad that they could create success and their dad's been dead 10, 15 years. So we have this psyche. We still have the psyche that is, gets carried down generation to generation. We have these beliefs. We have these sabotage patterns that are locked in our body. And this process of self-discovery is about exploring where in your life do you hold yourself back and what are the beliefs that are holding you back. It's real simple. If you have the belief that life is fun – and exciting, then guess what your life looks like? It looks great, right? If you have the belief that life is hard, and people want to rip you off and take advantage of you, then guess what? That's exactly what you create. That's that thing about beliefs, you know, the whatever you believe is what you're going to see evidence of. Does that make sense?
1: It does. And I think a lot of things in life and in business are all very counterintuitive. They do not work the way that they seem to. And one of the most counterintuitive things in the world that, that anyone can see is that giving of yourself and your time and your attention to someone else is somehow going to make you more successful because how can it possibly be? The math doesn't make sense. I've only got so much time in a a week to make money so why am I spending an hour talking to Susan on the podcast when I could be out grinding for my business? Got it. But it turns out helping other people and and all of, you know, you people listening that you hear this and, and maybe this episode or another episode helps you somehow. You know, the giving of all the people who are podcasters and writers and people on YouTube and Twitch and all these different places. Right. That are freely giving. There's there's no ads you know, in my podcast, there's no monetization. There's no, there's no money behind it. It costs me money to do this. Right. But the giving is what in the long run is going to make us more successful. And I think I a hundred percent believe that. And we've always kind of thought that at our company and no year has ever been worse than the year before. Right. We're always improving. The podcast has always had more listeners every month, you know, like, It just keeps growing and growing and growing. And, you know, it's difficult sometimes, though, you know, when you have sometimes you have a tough month, you know, or you have I mean, I work on the Internet. There's software problems. And I mean, even today we had some technical issues and stuff before we started recording. But you can't go, oh, my God, my day's ruined because I couldn't get on the software for 20 minutes or something. Right. You got to be like. You know, I'm going to I'm going to use this time that it's been delayed to better prepare so that we can have a better conversation. You know, like turning things into the positive, I think, is is also really important. And I think, you know, just like you were saying, having that focus of your attention is super important. I'm obviously not an expert in it, but I, I like to think that I'm a student of it anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. So a couple of things come up as you're talking. Number one, there's a great saying It goes like this. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that taps into what you're talking about as far as developing relationships. And one of the challenges in today's world is people are not being taught how to communicate with each other. Our very first workshop is called Great People Skills. And that is about managing your attention. It's noticing, oh, I'm thinking right now, I'm not listening to you. So the more that a person can manage their attention, the more that they can focus. And you know what it's like, you know, when somebody is in front of you and you know they're not listening to you. You know that they're listening to something else that's going on, right? So the more a person can develop those skills, and they're very simple skills to develop, to be present. You know, that is the future. And relationships, the future, you know, that really is what it's all about. And so managing attention, being able to be more present and aware. These are the skills of the future. Yeah, the more that a person can manage themselves. And by the way, it's very simple. When you know how to quieten your mind, like that little few minutes I ran you through before we started recording, when you know how to manage your attention, how to be present. And by the way, Matt, that is the simplest form of meditation that exists is to be present. Once you know how to manage your mind, it's real simple. It's very simple. And a lot of people in the last, you know, the 19 years since we started, when I, I asked somebody 19 years ago if they meditated or they believed they created their reality, they look at me as though I had two heads. <laughs> you know, nowadays, a lot of people are meditating, which is great. However, meditation, once you know how to do it, great. But managing your consciousness Managing limiting beliefs, sabotage patterns, and creating and living your vision and purpose. When you have more attention on where you're going than where you came from, then it becomes easier. And just one final thing, Matt, and that is that I believe that every challenge we have created as human beings is in order for there to be an opportunity to solve it. Like everything that people talks, people talk about. Oh my God, the oceans and the this and the that. I believe that because from awareness, everything's just the way that it is. There's no judgment about it being good or bad. But I believe that everything's an opportunity. And when something just like our experience this morning with our technical issues, when something quote unquote goes wrong in my world, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to master the next level, which I did with my headphones and my speaker. I mastered the next level, so now I run it rather than it runs me. And that really is many people listening right now, perhaps they're aware that their life runs them more than they run it, or their mind runs them more than they run it. The more you develop the skills to master yourself, the more you can shape and form your life to be the way you want it to be rather than it being defined by your circumstances. Does that make sense, Matt?
1: Yes, and it actually reminds me of a a quote from a movie that I like. They say, uh, uh, the things you own end up owning you. Bingo. Bingo. It's it's and it's not just just object wise, but also, you know, it could be your career, could be your life, you know, circumstances that that you've probably created for yourself. It kind of reminds me again of this. And I mentioned this actually a couple episodes ago, too. But there's this picture that that one of my clients actually had posted on on their social media and it was someone and they had like a like a boot on on like the side of their face. But when you zoom out, it's their own hand holding the boot. And it was kind of, you know, that why are you keeping yourself down? Or it's it's that the, the solution to to getting out of the situation is is take your hand off the boot. Right.
0: It is, it is. But what comes up as you say that, uh, and a great saying, it is like, I have found the enemy. Oh, it's me. <laughs> you know, right. the more, you know, again, but go back to duality. The construct of the universe is duality. And so when you get you get something new or you get something, whatever it be, you get something you've been wanting to get, and then boom, there's going to be the other side. You know, it's like you meet your ideal partner, and that's great, but guess what? Once the honeymoon's over, which might take a week, it might take a month, it might take five years, it might take 20 years, there's going to be some challenges. This is life. But in my world, I look at a challenge as an opportunity. The more that a person understands the mechanics of awareness and consciousness, and they get that there's nothing wrong, we're just here to grow, we're here to become everything we can be, then you, can, you have a very different viewpoint on it than thinking it's a problem.
1: I agree with you, but I also, I want to kind of mention, uh, we're actually coming up to our 100th episode
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. And we actually have some one-off episodes, so technically we're actually already over 100. But between this and being on other people's shows, I've talked to more than 100 coaches, entrepreneurs, business people, sales people, right? In, I think, uh, about 10 countries now, people in ages from their late teens up to their early 80s in age, right? So people from all walks of life. And... Not one single person has told me that there's anything else that is more important to success than mindset.
0: So in my world, it's actually not mindset. Because do this for a moment. Just take a breath, sure. Matt. Now, you're aware of yourself, yes? Yeah. Now, Sorry, i you- my breath. That's okay. <laughs> are, you, are you aware of your mind right now? Um, no, not really. Well, just look at it. Just become aware of your, you're aware of your mind, right? Let
1: me, let me start again without holding my breath.
0: There you go. So just notice you're aware of your mind, correct? Mm -hmm. You have a mind. There's some thinking going on in the mind, correct? Correct. So you're not your mind. You have a mind. Now the mind is not like a brain or uh, the mind is not an organ, In fact, if you research it, you'll find that no one has found the mind because it's not localized. So the question is, if you're aware of your mind, then what is aware of your mind? Now, that might take you out on a limb. But in my world, it's very simple. Our beliefs are what our consciousness is made up of. You could say that our body is a blueprint of our consciousness. And if you have the belief that life is hard and it's a struggle, then your mind is going to have thoughts that are the result of that belief. But when you become aware of where the belief is located in the head or the neck or the body, and you release that belief, then your mind is no longer going to have the thought that life is hard and a struggle. Now, I know this may be taking you out on a limb, and it may be taking your listeners out on a limb. But I just feel intuitively I'm saying what I need to say right now. So mindset is the result of your beliefs. So I'm here to let you know. Nobody's doing what we're doing, by the way. I wish they were, but this is a little bit like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs in the 1970s and 80s talking about how in the future the world will be run by computers and now they are. In the future, people will be talking about, hey, my limiting belief is this or that or how aware are you right now? So anyway, so this is definitely, how can I put it, ahead of the wave. And that's why we call them the skills of the future. So I take my hat off to you for you being such a pioneer to have me on your show to even being exploring this because this has never been done before. What we're talking about, managing consciousness, living from vision and purpose, and a quiet mind. I mean, how many people that, other than me, do you know who are living from a quiet mind and living their ideal life? Yeah, not a whole lot. <laughs> how many people do you know? Exactly. And that doesn't mean to say I got anywhere. Tomorrow my life will be even more in alignment with my vision and purpose. But imagine if everyone was a al- was more alive, they were more connected to their vision and purpose, would they be hurting each other? No. You know, they say that the good of the whole begins with the individual. So when a person is caught in the fight between that angel and the devil, when they're fighting themselves with that boot, by the way, I love that image. You just Demonstrated. When a person is fighting themselves and they're pissed off and angry inside, what are they going to do? They're going to lash out. They're going to take it out on people around them. So the more aligned a person is with themselves, the more they're at peace with themselves, the more they want the best for everybody else. So in my world, the good of the whole begins with the individual. And it all begins in here. The more aligned I am with me, the more people who are more aligned with themselves are going to come into my world. And pretty soon the whole world's going to shift by 2030. We are going to be seeing an enlightened civilization. Again, that may take you out on a limb, but the vision of an enlightened civilization is right there on our website.
1: Right. Well, I hope that you're right. And you know, they say that the, uh, the new paradigm has to destroy the old paradigm before it can exist. And I think we're in one of those transitionary p- periods in history. You know, I think something that and this is kind of a bit of an aside, but if you research the things that happened at the very beginning of the Industrial Revolution, you'll see a lot of parallels to what's happening right now. People kind of they don't know what to do in, in a lot of cases. There's a lot of people trying very, very difficult uh, task of trying to cling to the past, and and then you've got some people who are, you know, like yourself, who are saying I have a new vision of of what the future should be or could be, and you know I'm trying to take steps to help us get there. And there's there's you know just had, as we talked a little bit before the show of history repeating itself in so many different ways. I think that stuff is going to come up more and more often right now, and being you know, a little bit of a student of history is going to help people out there.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And Matt, you're brilliant. Absolutely correct. That is why we believe this has happened in the last few months. We actually call it the labor pains for an enlightened civilization because what the ego, the mind, resists the most is the unknown. But the reality is the only thing that's constant is change. And when you look at change as being something bad, then you resist it. When you look at it and you can embrace it, then it is exciting and it's all about potentiality. So you're brilliant. And by the way, yes, if you look at history, it has repeated. But if you also look at history way, way back, you'll see that humanity has hit up right against the wall that we're up, up against right now. And in the past, you know, this has sort of tended to be when things have gone very much south. And we are fully committed to that not happening and to creating an enlightened civilization. So much so that I just got a new license plate on my car and it's EC 2030. That means enlightened civilization 2030. So the more people awaken as you're, if you're listening to this and you can feel what I'm talking about, then you are one of the ones that are awakening. And I believe it's only ever taken a very small group of people to shift the world. And that is right where we are. You're exactly right. The paradigm, it is right here, right now. And uh, in my world, it's very, very exciting. Now, that is can be very painful for a lot of people. But as you say, you know, we have to go through the chaos to get to the next domain, uh, vision and purpose.
1: Yeah, I think if you, uh, if you put your ear to the ground kind of thing and, and, and kind of listen just to the, the kind of tone and stuff that happens outside of kind of the popularized media, you're, you're going to see that there's, the, there's big things are happening.
0: Absolutely.
1: There's definitely a shift in the business world. There's a shift in the marketing world. There's a shift in education. There's a shift in like how people live their lives, how they choose to do things, how people are eating, all of these things are 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 shifting. And I mean, it it's so difficult to try and see where all of that is going. But, you know, I'm kind of myself personally, I'm excited to see, you know, where it's going and what happens. And I think eventually I think it's going to go in a positive direction. I don't know how long that's going to take. I hope it's by 2030. So, Susan, let me ask you this just before we drop off. What is the best way for someone to reach out to you?
0: The best way to reach out is uh, Susan at SD for self discovery, life mastery dot com. Susan at SD life dot com. And uh, telephone number is nine five four eight seven three zero one four four. Now Anyone who's listening who would like to know how to quieten your mind, we have a very simple technique. I have an amazing team of self-discovery trainers and coaches. Be very happy to offer you a complimentary experience of learning this technique. Yeah, just reach out and let me know. That's what we're here to do is to support those of you who are awakening. And I just want to say something about what you just said, Matt. Consider this. Human beings have lost touch with what it is to be human. I agree with that. They have become human doings. There's nothing wrong. Again, you have to max something out in order to satiate it and move through to the next domain. But learning to be human, learning to look another person in the eye, learning to express yourself, to connect with another person. And that's what everyone is craving, that's what everyone is craving is to be more connected to themselves and to others. We are very, how can I put this? We are very committed to this being something that in a few years from now, it'll be normal for people to be present, for them to be fulfilling their purpose. You know, they say the place you can find the most unfulfilled dreams is in a graveyard. And most people, yeah, they just never live their potential. So I'm living mine in every way. And I look forward to supporting more and more people to fulfill their purpose because every one of us has a completely unique piece of the puzzle. And on that note, I really want to thank you very much for your contribution and, as I say, even being willing to have me on. You've played a big part in that puzzle. I know it's going to come back to you many, many times over, Matt. Thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you, Susan, for being on the show. sdlifemastery.com is where you can reach out to Susan and add her email address. We'll put those in the show notes that you guys can get at hookseo.com slash podcast. And uh, just one more time, Susan, thanks. I know that if we had the time, we could could talk existentially for hours here or philosophically. But uh, again, thank you for being on the show. I think it was really great. I think it's going to help a lot of people.
0: My pleasure, Matt. Thank you
1: again. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business.